Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Atonement. I watched the second half of Atonement. And this is is the the other other half. Mike. Mike, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at my I, voice? I, I apologize. I, I do not know what came over me. It's because, it's because my presence makes you it makes feel... me It makes me weak in the knees. Oh, yes. Makes you so weak and laughy. Yes. Oh, yes. When I, when I get all, when I get all uh, scared and, 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 uh, and, and flirty, I get all laughy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Atonement. <laughs> Oh, we just summed up the movie right there. Pretty much, <laughs> we were we were recommended this movie yes. uh, by a listener. They emailed us. Uh, Jamie Faria. Yeah, I may have pronounced the last name, name but you know. it's possible. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate getting the email. This email is very interesting though because they were they they were very specific about which half of the movie we should watch. Yes, they said I should watch the last half and you should watch the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't know why uh, they recommended that. Uh, but it, it's cool that they're see, they they know the show well enough to know that uh, you're gonna react. <laughs> we're gonna right. Mike reacts a YouTube series at some point. Oh. We're gonna spin that off, and we're just gonna show them trailers of just bad animated kids movies. I gotta say, man, if I am ever part of a react channel, just that is the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna just you're gonna find me in a in a, in a deep hole. If you think about it, though, we're just reacting to this movie we just watched, though. So if you think about it, we're kind of reacting. We're sure we have some critical analysis, but don't that's those a re- big difference. But don't those react videos have some critical analysis? No, too? have you ever seen them? No, I never. <laughs> I just imagine they're better than what I hope. I hope everyone makes great content when in no, reality they don't. They're all awful. It's just them watching something and going, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, really? Yeah, it's just like that." <laughs> Mike, you need to tell me about react videos so I can react to them. And okay. we can make a whole react react video. It'd be very meta. It'd be very, be very. Big, yeah. I'm sure people will love that. People will love it. <laughs> See why they wouldn't. People. I love YouTube commentary on YouTube. <laughs> well, when did React videos probably started forever ago with uh, uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, yeah. That was probably the first I remember Kermit the Frog reacting to it. I remember that, too. He pulled out some uh, some, some lotion and some masturbated some, yeah, to it. Yeah, I didn't understand that <laughs> when I first saw it. I was like, what is going on? That's right. Uh, have you ever seen Two Girls, One Cup? Uh, I think I have, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? The whole thing? I didn't watch the whole All thing. Of it. I feel like you get the idea. Yeah, but it, it really Wait, okay. What opens up in Two Girls One Cup? What opens up? Yeah, tell me, Mike. Uh, they uh, well, they're kissing at first, and uh-huh. then they start like throwing up at each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they throw up in a cup. I haven't seen the whole thing either. Wait, what? <laughs> That's not how it happens. I don't know. Tell me what happens. Wait, you really? I've never seen it. I've only seen the very beginning. I don't want to watch shit like that. Okay, to, uh, to be fair, what? I, what? Okay, this is shocking that I've seen this. <laughs> I've seen I see shit that ain't real. I I see fucking movies where I know it's like makeups and well, CG. This shit's not real either. What are you talking Two about? Two Girls One Cup isn't real. What are you talking about? What it's, do they do? It's it's fake. Like everyone says, it's staged. Are they really throwing up on each other? I'm pretty sure it's fake throw up. Is it coming out of their bodies? You think in all movies when people throw up, that's real? So you don't think they're actually throwing up at each other? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. They I've... also don't poop. They also got a poop. I thought they out. pooped. They, they I saw poop. one where a lady was on a pedestal and she was pooping, and the other lady like grabbed it and like rubbed it all over herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was very. Weird. Anyway, two girls. <laughs> I need a tone for this because we got way off track. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> did not think it would bring up two girls when something. <laughs> 
this is not what I expected. Now you're well, this is what happens when you record an episode again. <laughs> We're never going to mention that. This is our second time. Sure, we had we had a, a minor audio glitch. I'm really going to not touch this thing at all. <laughs> yeah, we were in the middle of our fucking episode. Ethan knocks the fucking recorder over. I did not knock it over. I tapped it and it disconnected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right. touched the cord. <laughs> and I remember mentioning earlier, like, this cord's very short. Should be fine. Should be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's not going to, like, fall out. Well, before we delete this episode again, why don't you tell me a little bit about Atonement? Atonement? Well, Atonement is set in Britain. England. Ooh. England? What's the <laughs> What's the difference? Well, I know Mike? Big Ben is in one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, that's London. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're gonna sound so dumb. London, England. We're gonna. Hey, where's the prime minister come? Where's the king come from? The prime, prime minister, minister lives in London. In London. Yeah. <laughs> We're in London. Big Ben. Right. Not Parliament. Yeah. No. He's in Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. With the king. <laughs> the queen yeah yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a castle <laughs> where does winston churchill live uh, dude. at a grave, a grave yeah. <laughs> not around anymore uh, okay so atonement it's a big grave <laughs> <laughs> he was a fat guy he just full of cigars <laughs> yeah. they just use that as the padding he was, full of cigars. <laughs> he was buried with his cigars yeah. he was buried in a cigar box uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 thank you Spot on Winston Churchill. Speaking of Winston Churchill, yeah. before we go into the making of the movie, or the, the, the making of the movie, the, the makings of the movie, oh, I apologize. Shit, this is, this is the guy who directed this movie directed a, a, a previous movie we had seen, yes. Darkest Hour, yes. which also took place around the same time. Which also had lots of cigars and in cigar boxes and the, the death of uh, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, yeah, he that's why I was rec- reminded. Not in that movie, isn't it? No. Well, I guess he was during the making of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're only talking about the making of movies. I know. All right. Atonement. So, so it starts off with um, we meet this little girl. Right. She is, about, she is uh, played, played by, by the, Saoirse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the actress from Lady Bird. Right. Um, Saoirse Ronan, I believe her name yes, is. Yes, Saoirse yeah. Ronan. Yeah. Um, and she's, she was in a movie that this guy directed previously called Hannah. Oh, Yes. Have you ever seen that movie? Isn't that a movie with the lady out? The, the, she's like a little girl. She's like out killing people. Yeah. Like she's an assassin. Yes. I yes. have heard of that. I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it either. But I, I know that it's apparently the same director. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big departure from what he usually does. He usually you does know, like, he also made that movie Pan. Oh. That was panned by critics. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> was it about Peter Pan? It was about Peter Pan. Okay. It was about the makings of Peter Pan. It followed uh, uh, Captain Hook. Uh, he was a good guy at the time. And it also followed uh, uh, a Tiger Lily, played by a white woman. <laughs> All right. I can see why it was Pan. Yep. Anyway, we start off with... Um, uh, her name is Briny, by the way. Got it, Briny. Reminds me of Pickles. Yeah. That's what I wanted every, every time I heard her name. I was like, thinking about some good dill pickles. It's like, man... Just eat. You ever? You probably. I, d- I hate pickles. I was gonna say you. <laughs> do you ever For just eat? You, you ever were just, gonna do yeah, it? I was like, yeah. do you ever just eat pickles? Of course Never. not. I take pickles off everything. Yeah. Even if I do, they're still there because of the pickle juice. Ugh. I hate pickles. Do yeah. you drink pickle juice? You grow some of it. You do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do, don't no. you? you little I, bitch. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. Right. I yes, drink pickle juice. <laughs> that pickleback. Pickleback. Yeah, the band. No, no. <laughs> Well, it's based off that. It's where we get a shot of blue whiskey, oh. and you take a shot of it, and, oh, then you, and then you chase it. With pickles? Yeah. Oh, God. And is that supposed to create the feeling of listening to Nickelback? Yeah, it's just awful. <laughs> it's terrible. You just start yeah. crying. Beautiful <laughs> position. Um, actually, I thought it was all right. 
It's not bad. What? Pickle juice? No, Pickleback. Oh, okay. Combine the two. I thought you were referring to this film. Oh, oh yeah, well, this film. Sorry. All right. All right so, yeah, so, tell um, me more about Briny the Pickle. Briny the Pickle. So <laughs> Briny the Pickle. Is this, is this like vegetables? She's very excited about it. <laughs> She's really excited about a screenplay about God. She's going to yeah. teach you about it with her tomato friend. <laughs> That's right, her tomato friend. She was like, I was a simple cucumber, but then I got dipped in this brine, and now I'm a nice, beautiful And then cucumber. they go to war, and they beat the pirates who don't do anything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the, like the knowledge of VeggieTales. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, so Ronan. So, yeah. She's writing a play, and it's a play for... Basically, all these people that come over at this big house, because this is a big-ass house. This right. is like a mansion. This right. is this it's, is old-school England. This is like, you know Pride and Prejudice? Have yeah. you seen that movie? No. Have you thought about that movie, though? Like, Absolutely. can you imagine what it is? Can you just imagine it? Like, out of, out of all the things, here's the things I absorb, because I've not, I've not heard, seen it. Right. I have absorbed Mr. Darcy. Okay. He can get it. Oh, my God. And there is... That's way more than I know. <laughs> and uh, there is a giant-ass house. Okay. Because I think everything in Britain is just big, big. giant they houses. Had, they had a lot they're of like, land. Well, we got a lot of land. Let's just. What are we gonna do? Which is weird because that movie was also directed by this director. Yes, yeah. interestingly enough. And so maybe he just use the same house. I mean, <laughs> I'm it's all the same. Universe. Big ass house. So she's running around trying to find her mom, and she bumps into James McAvoy. Okay, and James the actor. McAvoy, the actor. His real name is Robbie. Robbie the robot. We're gonna, we're gonna not care. <laughs> James, gr- danger, Robbie, <laughs> danger. A great preferential for. Um, an NES. Yes. Rob the robot. <laughs> so um <Even> better. <laughs> we got he's basically the son of the groundskeeper. So got it. he's grown up with them as well. Like he's mm. part of the family sort of thing. Right. Um, is he like all like because he, 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 he's the son of a groundskeeper? Is he like kind of like poor looking and gross? Not really. Oh, he. Oh, okay. he I mean, he doesn't dress as nice, right. but he's. I mean, I just imagine him like. I don't think they would let toughest people, of hands. No, I think they wouldn't allow people like that in this in area. the house. They'd be like, "Oh, you're too do to get out of here." <laughs> we don't allow that. There's a there's, there's a clear caste system occurring. Oh, here clearly, yeah, yeah, very clear. Yeah. Um. So then, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, she's just like, "Oh, she's where's my mom?" Runs into and, him. That's his introduction. Okay. And then she's and she finds her mom, and her mom's like, "Great, I'm so excited to see your play." And mm-hmm. she's like, "Cool." And then she starts talking to Kara Knightley. Kara Knightley's in this movie. She's the other main character. Her name right. is Celia. Right. Um, she is just hangs out in the sun with um Brimey. With Brimey. <laughs> and just they just soak that sun in because it's just a, it's just England and that's what you do. You it, this is the second day of sun yeah. in England for the year. <laughs> they gotta absorb it. It's like hibernating for bears. That's, right. that's what I imagine. <laughs> gotta suck it all up, get nice and tan, and then be like, okay. Right. Otherwise they just are com- they're completely white. They're just translucent. You see yeah. the organs. That's right. They look like jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> Float around England. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> so then uh, we're introduced. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go teach this to Teach uh, what? This play. Oh. Brian says, I'm going to teach this play to some of the house guests we have. And these okay. house guests are uh, two ginger twins. They're maybe about eight. And their okay. older sister, who I can't remember her name. Lola. Lola. Right. Um, and she's like maybe like 16, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and they're just not excited to do this Those play twins. at all. The twins just hate it. They're like, oh, plays to are To be lame. fair, it was written by a child. I'm yeah. sure it's not a great play. I don't know. I never heard any of the dialogue because before the dialogue happened, Freaking Theon Greyjoy comes in. He's like, hey, what's up? You want these bags? And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, let's go swimming in the pool. <laughs> and so they go and they uh, decide that, you know what's better than sitting around this dumb play is the idea of swimming in the pool. Because they can't even go in the pool yet because they have to ask Kara Knightley if they can go in the pool. It's really weird. That's weird. Yeah. 
Is like, she like the commander of the pool? I guess. All right. You know, she wasn't Pirates movies. She wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. That's right. She. I feel like once you do that, her husband is uh, Davy Jones. Really? Yeah. I've never seen. It. I've only seen the first two movies. Does she get married in the third one? Yeah. Well, she's married. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I can explain <laughs> the story of the Pirate of the Caribbean film. Please, we could use that on our podcast. <laughs> I know our podcast listeners would love what happened in the third Pirates of the Caribbean. All I know film. is some lady turns into a bunch of crabs. Anyway, um, that's in the third movie. That's what I've heard. Oh. That's what I'm saying what I've heard. How is that what you heard about the third movie? Because I have weird friends. <laughs> That's the one thing they got the back to you they, about. Yeah. There's a lady in Calypso. She turned to crabs. That's crazy. Boy, I remember watching that movie and just going like, what is this film? <laughs> How is this happening right now? I'm I a remember, child. I remember watching the second one and, and one of my friends I was watching with just came out and was like, wow, that movie was bad. That was like the first <laughs> time I ever heard someone like just straight up after a movie just go, wow, that sucked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. You I was hate so movies, right excited to watch that movie too. The first one was so good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, here's the thing is mm-hmm. there's a, there's a bunch of weird shots where, uh, Bryony is hanging out at the top. She's alone, obviously, because everyone left to go swimming. Right. And she sees James McAvoy and Kara Knightley talking by this fountain. <gasps> and the only thing she sees is Kara Knightley start stripping her clothes off down to her 90, basically. Her skivvies. Her skivvies right. Yes. Um, and she then jumps in the fountain and then gets like dives out. into it. How big it, is this fountain? It's a pretty big fountain. It's like it's like friend size fountain. Like you could have it. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's basically that. So she jumps in. The problem is her love life is DOA. <laughs> yes. Oh God. So, so she gets out and stare. It, it seem it's a weird scene because she looks away multiple times and you only see what she sees. Uh-huh. And basically it kind of looks like James McAvoy's like making her do this. It's weird. Like he's just standing there like nonchalantly. Very... Just like you just you you jump in that water. But you don't know what he's saying. He just, it's just what it looks like. It's just body window. language. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so then we cut. It's like this weird rewind scene. Like, they, they do that. They do that. Everyone runs backwards. It's like they even have like the VHS look yeah. to it, where it's like the tracking's up. And yeah. then Jack Black's like, oh, "I'm rewinding this movie." What's that? Be kind, rewind. Oh, that movie? okay, yeah. sure. Being, being very kind. I was thinking funny games, but that's another. Okay, game yeah. yeah. You go to a much darker place than I do. <laughs> um. So. Karen Knightley's running around with some flowers and she's like, I gotta get this face. I gotta fill this face with water because she's getting ready for all the people to show up. Mm-hmm. And she seems kind of anxious and perturbed. And so she starts walking towards this fountain to fill the water up. Mm-hmm. And James McAvoy stops her and they have a conversation. It's a very tense conversation. It kind of shows a relationship about how they kind of had this. They grew up together. They grew up together, but like um, he's not like doing a great He's he's done things to her father, like basically not pay him back for things. Oh, okay. And, um, and push him against walls. And push walls and yell at him. <laughs> kicked his ankles. Stripped him down to the skivvies and make him jump in the fountain. <laughs> jump the fountain. This is a thing that James Ackerman does. He just does it. It's very weird. It's very weird. <laughs> he, he just, just Professor X powers on yeah. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you underwear jump in the fountain? <laughs> <laughs> and they <laughs> and their, fl- their clothes fall off, but I've seen everything. It's too late. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so what happened next? Um, so they're very they have this complicated relationship and they, they basically start arguing a little bit and then uh-huh. he she's going to go fill out the vase and he grabs it for a second and then why does he grab the vase because I guess she's just like here I'll do it for you and he's like oh, I, see, I see I see and she's like no I'll do it she pulls it and he pulls it and then it breaks part of the, the handle breaks it falls in the, the oh mountain. no and then this 
is what we actually see is you see that same moment right that she Bryony needs to get saw. in there exactly so she has to get in there she doesn't want to to uh, to stain her clothing exactly. in the water so she goes into the why water. did she get in her skivvies to get in the water because she didn't want to mess up her clothes and get them all wet she just wanted to have the underwear be wet it's easier to i don't know i guess I well, like is she wearing like a terrible. big gown not really. She's kind of just wearing summer clothes because it's hot. It's established it's hot. That's right. Earlier by them. So yeah, whatever. The sun. Fine. Yeah, whatever. She didn't want to show off yeah, in front of James I, McAvoy. Why not? I think that might have I been would it. love to do that. To, to be honest, I think that was it. <laughs> oh, I see. I think that was it. I wonder if something's going to happen. <clears throat> anyway, the two of them. so they pull, she pulls out the, the piece of, you know, vase. It's uh, like, here you go. And she grabs a vase from him and then walks, storms off. And that's basically it for that scene. Okay. And then, uh, so we're seeing this scene from two different perspectives. Yes. The, it's weird because you don't. The only reason you need there is a reason to see this scene from a different perspective. Yes, but it plays. I think it pays off in my half and doesn't come into play at all from your half. I don't think it does, but I do think there is. Uh, I think thematically, it's important. Thematically, this, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> now this guy shows up, and I believe it's these two guys. Um, one of them, Karen Atley's supposed to, I believe, is interested in because he either has a lot of money or he's like, uh, who is he? I don't know. It's unknown <laughs> to me. They almost never mention his name. Okay. Um, and then Benedict Cumberbatch shows up. And now oh, we all know who I he know is. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Doctor Strange. The Gridge. Imitation game. Uh, the Gridge. Uh, Sherlock. Sherlock. The Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's all it. That's Benedict Cumberbatch is known for. Um, and uh, they're like hanging out or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, hanging out by a pool. And they're like, oh, well, it's a. Uh, we invited that Robbie guy. He's cool. James mm. McAvoy. Like, he's a groundkeeper. She's like, oh, how dare you invite him? You go and invite him. She said that? She said that. Oh, she didn't like him. She didn't like him at all. Oh, because um, he made her get down in her skivvies. Yeah. No, she did it on her own. No. Well, but, then why didn't you like him? Because previous reasons. Previous reasons. It's not fully stated. Explained but, yet. Yeah. I see. Anyway, so she jumps in the water and is upset. Um, <clears throat> so now. Um, she's been in the water twice today. Yeah, it's true. But this this time she's prepared for it. She had her swimsuit on and, and a nice little hair cap. All ready to go. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, now we're introduced to Benedict Cumberbatch, and he likes to talk about how he makes chocolate. And He's, he's like uh, Willy Wonka. He's like Willy Wonka, but creepy because he's a creepy mustache. Oh, like a John Waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll eat John Waters' uh, chocolate if he gave me one. I would uh, totally eat John Waters' chocolate straight from his butthole. <laughs> I knew it. Just, just like, <laughs> just like that video, just like divide. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although she is off the ground, so she waited until I don't know. I don't it, know was, it was probably colder. You don't want warm poop. That's true. Oh, warm I can't poop. wait. I forgot. I blocked that scene out. Of oh yeah, it comes right out of a, a butthole. Dog, yeah, a dog's yeah. butthole. Then she Never mind. It. Unless that that what dog. A way is, to end a film. Unless that dog is. Oh god, I almost hit it again. Unless that dog. Son of a unless bitch. that dog was named John Waters. <laughs> Oh my god, how cute would it be if a dog had a little mustache? It was named John Waters. Yeah. I've seen, you know, our lot of dogs that have like mustaches. Really? If I ever get one, I'll name it John Waters. I appreciate I'll it. I'll just call him Johnny, though. The other day, uh, uh, the other day, Phelan and I thought how cute it would be to 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 adopt a, a Whippet dog and name it Devo. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> I guarantee it's been done before, but I also do think I it's love cute. it. <laughs> I like it. Are we not human? <laughs> <laughs> Whippet! It just runs around. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Um, he, 
so Ben and Cumberbatch is walking around the house, and he sees where the uh, Ginger Twins are bored, and they're they're throwing a ball against the wall, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We hate it here." And I, and their sister's like, "Yeah, well, someone our parents are going through divorce, so we're gonna be here for a while." Like, right. it's just like, "Oh, I don't want to be here for a while." <laughs> but anyway, Ben and Cumberbatch comes in, and is like, "You guys know who I am? Like, I know I'm Ben and Cumberbatch. I'm born to Cumberbatch. Yeah. I make chocolate." And they're like, "Oh, cool, chocolate's cool, I guess." <laughs> chocolate like, is pretty cool. He's like, "Do you want this chocolate?" It's like, "You guys can have it." And then you're like, "Nah, I'm good." And then I give it to your sister, and then he gives it to her sister. And he has, this, he has this weird flirting thing with her because he's like, I like your, he's like, I like your uh, trousers. Ugh. She's like, I like your shoes. And it's like, ugh. she's like 16. He's like at least like probably late 20s. 40 or 50. No. <laughs> he's at least late 20s. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, this is weird. Um, do you think the point, like the fact that he's into chocolate, like, do you think that's a thing? Like yeah. literally like, it's like a creepy thing of like, here's candy. Yeah. Kid. He's literally like that. He's literally giving like yeah. All that. he needs is a creepy van. Yeah, basically, that's all he needs. Yeah. No, he has a bunch of those. It's just a he has a bunch of creepy line. vans. Yeah, that's okay. how he distributes his chocolate. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought vans haven't been invented yet. <laughs> You're probably right, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's been invented. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. Uh, this is World War Two. They yeah. have like tanks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What if we make a tank? We make less armor to just carry anything. <laughs> we could have perverts drive around. Oh, in them. No. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure of the van was so sad. We heard the government was going to use it solely for perverts distributing candy. My empire. They have to interview the guys distributing candy, and they're like, "Are you a creep? No. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> How dare you waste my time? We're looking for perverts and perverts only. Perverts only. <laughs> we can know they won't steal the candy. <laughs> my father would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, so he get, Benson gives her a chocolate. And he says, the last scene is weird because the last like shot of this scene, yeah. sorry, is he just says, eat it. Or get to bite it. Oh, and then she bites it and that's it. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. I, uh, thought, I thought he had uh, met her in a bar in North Soho. Well, you drink champagne and it tastes like cherry cola. <laughs> you don't get the reference. But I don't, funny. but I'm just going to act like I do. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I feel like now you just hold pop culture references like, I'm going to make this. Yep. You guys got to know it. But Ethan won't. And he'll just but sit the audience there. will like it. Yeah, they'll like it. Ethan will sit here and go, what is that? <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I know it, and then you're gonna be like, "He doesn't." Know I know it. you don't know it. It's like one of these days, I'm gonna throw out like a fake name and see if you laugh at it. It like uh, so that oh, it'll like, happen. <laughs> it'll happen, Mike. I'm polite. <laughs> That's right. I do that. Th- I, in I polite society. So many times, I cannot hear someone. I just go, "Yeah." Oh, God, in the worst. And I just I, I have them repeat it and once. It's like and just it's, hope that's not a question. Yeah, hope they're not asking. Oh, well, you usually something. you can tell by their inflection if it's a question. Sometimes, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you don't know, man. I don't think I ever had that issue. You, you wouldn't know because you didn't hear him. Did Shit. You? <laughs> I do have to. I would have to deal with the awkward. Has that ever though. happened to you? Like you're talking to somebody, you ask them a question, they just go, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." It has happened. Yeah. See, so you must have done it. It happens, else. you know, and I feel bad. But yeah, but at the same time, it, like that's the thing. Do you blame them because they're just being nice? You blame yourself for not being loud enough. But also them not paying attention. But is it that they're not paying attention, or is it that like maybe you're in a loud place or something? It could be. It's, it depends on the situation. That's true. You if know, you're in a completely like silent room, and you're talking to, I talk to someone and they just ignore me completely, yeah. yeah, I'll be like, "What the fuck?" That's man? rough. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they'd have to atone no, for that. Enough about my sad, awkward life. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, 
now I got this two this scene where uh, McAvoy is writing like I guess a note to apologize, and Kara Knightley and they're both about getting, the vase. Yes, and they're both getting ready for the party that's okay. coming on later. Okay. And Kara Knightley's just it's just a long scene of her smoking a cigarette and putting on makeup, and he's smoking a cigarette and just trying to write. And I'm smoking in this movie. There is a lot. There is yeah. a lot. I mean, it's it's back in the days. It's good. fine. It's good for you. Doctors yeah. did everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um. So then, uh, yeah, he's doing that and trying to write, and he just keeps crumpling up the paper a bunch of times. He just can't get it right. So he just gets bored and just <laughs> writes, I miss, like, over and over again. And he just says, like, I wish I had your sweet, wet cunt. Oh, over and over again. I don't like how the inflection you put on uh, that. So, well, <laughs> he doesn't say it ever. That's true. You so, said it. Oh, no, I'm the monster. <laughs> I'm the gross man. Uh, anyway. Gross. Yes. So then, and then uh, he he. So he. What does he do with so that? So he laughs. He's like, "That's funny." That is a funny thing. It's to write. funny. He wrote it down. It's like he <laughs> wasted ink on it. You know, yeah. it's not like you just ink is important ink to a. It's a valuable it's, resource. So especially he's like for a groundskeeper. He's like, Ooh, I better save this. So he pull he pulls off and folds it up and puts it next to him. He does that. He does that. Why? Why would funny. Joe rip it apart? Throw it away in the waste bin. Yeah, he does have so many other things, but this not is, this is one. It's I wonder funny. why. Hmm. He's gonna keep that for later. <laughs> He's gonna read it at night and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Boy, I'm, I'm funny." I wrote down "cunt" <laughs> <laughs> like four times. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he say he writes it multiple. times. He writes it multiple times. Oh god! Oh god! That's so gross. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so then he's like, "Okay, I'm all ready for the party," and uh-huh. he writes the real note. And it's, yeah. it's very sweet. It's like you know, I'm so sorry, but. When, when I'm around you, uh, my, my, demeanor, no, <laughs> my demeanor changes a lot. Okay. You know, he, he's basically saying, like, I apologize. And also saying, I'm interested in you. I oh, have feelings yeah. for you. Especially your cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, yes. If you read the under underlying text. Or the one piece of paper that he that folded one, yeah. up and put on his desk. <laughs> if you could somehow feel the disconnected paper below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so... He goes, he gets all dressed up, he's ready to go, he starts leaving, he walks down the path, and he give, he sees Briny playing out in the field or whatever, mm. and he's like, hey, can you give this to Kara uh, uh, Knightley before I get to the, the place? She's like, okay, and she gets it, runs off, and then there's a flashback scene where he flashes back, and he gave her the wrong letter. No! Yep. Man, okay, so you, I knew this, because yes. we've had to record this before. Yeah. Um but I didn't realize he wrote in multiple times yeah. on a piece of paper. Yeah. How creepy would it be if you got a piece of paper from a guy and it just said, I, I love you? I mean, your it's not. It's, it's, over yeah, over that's the, how he ends it. Like, there's a little more words before I didn't see Oh, I just imagined a piece of paper that said that sentence. <laughs> oh, God. Like, no. I'll work and no play makes. That's... I'll work and no cut makes Jack and all boys. No! Like, over and over again. That'd be so awful. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that... I would like, I'd be like, get this man away from this me. This man is a creep. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so Briny reads it and, oh, he, no. and she has the reaction of, this man's a creep. Yeah. Uh, but she gives a, gives Karen Knightley so. the letter anyway, mm. and Karen Knightley's like, "Did you read this, Brian?" And she was like, "Yeah." Ugh. And she's like, "Uh, but let's go do something else." <laughs> and then we cut to Brian, and she uh, she's hanging out upstairs, mm-hmm. and she and uh, oh, I never remember her name. Lola. Lola comes in, yeah, and is like, "Hey, um, I'd like wh- you to dance." Yeah, you want are you coming downstairs? She's like, "I got this letter, and it's crazy." And here's what it says: mm-hmm. it "said this." It's like, can you imagine the worst word imaginable? And uh, she's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just says it right now. <laughs> when, when she's like 16. Uh, you know, okay. She's probably like, uh, but. 
Yeah, at 16? Yeah. Yeah, totally. In Britain. She's, in Britain, you know, she's like high, high class. class. They don't teach you those naughty words. Yeah, no. You but that makes the naughty tiered. words so much better. That's true. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I will say, okay, like, whatever. This is going long, but I'm going to tell you about the first time I learned the F word. I'm so excited. The first time I learned the F word was in Sunday school. Is we're talking about bad words. We're talking about naughty words. Why would they do that? Was it like was the teacher was it coming to the top or the front room and was like, "Hey, everyone, we're going to talk about bad words. Don't say shit." <laughs> no, it was. That's what I'm it was me and some other kids are talking. We're just like, "Yeah, what about what about what about butt?" <laughs> and then some kid is like. So it's like, what about this word? I can't even say it. It's so bad. <laughs> and he spells it out. F-U-C-K. <gasps> I, like, oh. I, I was like six at this time. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you're so young. I wasn't, gra- I wasn't great at spelling. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, was yeah. just, I was just grasping the spellings. I could barely read. Right. And uh, <laughs> so the first thing I do immediately out of, uh, out of Sunday school is I didn't know how to say it. I kept saying it folk. <laughs> folk. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm a dumb kid. Hey, girl, what a folk. <laughs> yep, I knew exactly what that meant, too. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing I did as soon as I got to Sunday school, literally what getting picked up by my parents. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Mom, what does F-U-C-K spell? <laughs> and she was like, That's where funny. did you learn that? And I was like, uh. Church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that kid told me. And she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to tell a Sunday school teacher. So she told the Sunday school teacher, whatever. Right. Anyway, weeks later, I'm I'm up hanging out with some other friends. I'm like, hey, you guys know what F-U-C-K stands for? He's like, oh, yeah, fuck. (laughs) As he takes a long drag out of his cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Anyway, that's that's how I That's a good story. I can't remember when I first learned curse words. I do remember saying them a lot when I was a kid. And, like, I remember saying them all the time in high school. Yeah, because it was cool. Right. And then I said it so much that my uh, gym teacher had to come up and go, like, your excessive amounts of cursing is is affecting people you should not be i, I was so i felt awful because i said it a lot oh, like yeah. in that class specifically for some reason and yeah which class is this again gym oh yeah well i mean you're just working out why wouldn't you i know right yeah, yeah i'm just i'm just like <laughs> lift weights ah fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do that today so i don't know <laughs> you don't? do you really under my breath yeah, you don't say it out. Like, maybe I, I say, say it. it maybe loud. I say it in my head. Oh yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to hear uh, anybody. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anyone around me. Yeah, or else I'll <laughs> tell your Sunday school teacher. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> when you were saying like you learned it in Sunday school for some reason, it just felt like there was a Veggie Tales episode. We're <laughs> 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 the pirates. We don't fuck anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just stand home and fuck around. <laughs> if you ask us to fuck anything. <laughs> just tell you we don't fuck anything. <laughs> 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 I'm uh, Bob the Cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit, Bob the Cucumber! You're gonna be turned into tomato based. <laughs> shit! I, I keep saying Bob the Cucumber is a tomato. God, we gotta go. All right, all right. We gotta <laughs> so. Bryony. She reads letters like, what the fuck? Sex maniac, man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's your what's your face? I forgot. Lola. Lola. <laughs> this is the best. Lola, Lola says, he's the crazy sex person. What should we do? And, or no, Bryony says this. Sorry. Right. Bryony's like, what should we do? And Lola's right. like, I don't know. And Bryony's like, okay, well, we'll wait for Karen Knightley and see what she says. So Bryony goes downstairs, finds a freaking... Shiny earring in front of a door. It's uh-huh. like, whoa, cool, shiny earring. I'm going to pick it up. So she picks up the shiny earring, goes to the door, and then finds Kara Knightley and James McAvoy banging against the bookshelf. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Sick. Good but for she, them. She does not find it awesome. She thinks it's horrible. She starts crying. Well, she just, yeah. 
I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's awful. That's a terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I feel bad for her. I, I, I don't mean. Awful. <laughs> uh, so then we're like, what happened? So then, <laughs> cause like last so thing like, we know, did they finish? <laughs> No, they didn't. Well, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like pulled out some paper. <laughs> some of the books on the bookshelf just came in it. Oh, no. Put it back in the bookshelf and left. <laughs> She's actually like, gotta do something. Got all this jizz of it. They gotta put it somewhere. <laughs> Mike, what are you doing? What is it? What is it? Does this book will come out? It. <laughs> you can't flip through it. No. All right. None of that. Uh, so... Oh God! What does this become? <laughs> okay, so flashback. Uh, Go back to when James McAvoy opens the door and Karen Knightley's there, and Karen Knightley's like, "Hmm, <laughs> all right." Uh, I read your, I, <laughs> I read your letter, and James McAvoy's like, "Oh, well, that's not. I didn't mean to send that one." And she's yeah. like, "What one did you mean to send?" And she's like, "Oh, he's like, well, it would have been a lot." More polite. It was, it was just. <laughs> it, the, it was just. It was just the letter eight, and then like hyphen 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 hyphen. He was like he was like he was like a D and a D a D, and then uh, just like the till days. Boobs. Yeah. yeah. Till days. <laughs> exactly. It would have been a lot better. What does this episode become? <laughs> All right, then. Um. <laughs> so what does she do? She's so like, oh, this is so fucking hot. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. So she goes back and it's like, goes back to this, the book. Bookcase. Bookcase. She drops the, she drops the ring at some point, but she goes to this, this She drops block. it like she, on purpose? No, it accidentally falls off her, oh. I guess. And, uh, well, they're macking on each other. Yeah. So she goes, no, it's before that. She's just walking. She's losing it. just it, falls off? I guess. I don't That's know. dumb. Anyway, <laughs> so she goes to the library uh-huh. and in the library, she's mentioned like, oh, you know, I've been feeling it for weeks. And, and then what happened to the fountain? Like I just realize, I, I just I just can't resist it anymore. And she starts crying on the realization. He's like, "Why are you crying?" She's like, "I just I don't know." And they start making out, and it's just it's a it's a decently long sex scene of them getting it on at the, at the decently bookshelf. long. Yeah, I wish it was longer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very like everything was very close up shot. Yeah, it was. It, it was um, you know what like, I like about this movie? Huh. On top of the other things. Is like James McAvoy is clearly shorter than like Karen Knightley yeah. is, but like they just go with it. Like it's yeah. like they 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 don't try to hide the, that aspect of it. It just happens. It yeah, happens it's sometimes. just good because you know in movies like they try to put them on like Apple boxes and shit, you know, so that like these <laughs> short actors only don't Apple boxes. We can't use anything else. <laughs> That's the, the highest of technology they have behind the scenes. Only <laughs> Apple. Go to the orchard, Jimmy. PA. Go to the orchard. We what gotta is get this? Some Apple boxes. This is an orange box. Get the fuck out of here. You'll never work in this town again. A barrel. What the fuck? <laughs> A barrel. Get the shit out of here. So much. Either a barrel is so much worse because either you stand it up and you're like mountainous against this other person because barrels are gigantic, or you put it on its side and the actors constantly try to stay up on the barrel, like balance on it as the barrel rolls back and forth. It's a great talent, you know. That would be great. Only the best actors can do that. Um, (laughs) It's half a Juilliard training. It's just short (laughs) actors learning how to stand on barrels. Anyway, so they're fucking. Yeah, they're doing it, yeah. and um, it looks like she gets hurt at some point. And oh he no, stops. she got a, a paper cut against all those books. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she stops and says, "I love you," and he says, "I love you too." Oh, and I'm shit. like, "Whoa, this is moving very quickly." All of a sudden, this is like, this is this is so quick. Fucking he has a bookcase. That's all oh, right, but they're now they're saying they love each other. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is crazy. What is happening? Um. 
Anyway. This was back in the old days. They have like 20 years to live and then they die true. anyway. <laughs> uh, and then Bryony shows up and walks in and she's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and they just calmly like. Put their clothes back on. Clothes back on and just walk out. And just leave. Oh, and no. Bryony's just standing there crying. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's crying. <laughs> and then they go to dinner. Immediately after they go to dinner. What? And everyone's hanging out at dinner. And it's like. The twins are being and the, the the twins apparently are being mean to uh um Lola. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I look, it's, it's getting there. I I remembering it now. Yeah, I don't have to write <laughs> Sometimes. You. Yeah. Um apparently they they give her um excuse excuse me for the old language, but they gave her uh Chinese burns. <gasps> oh, I can't believe you said that. No. Well, it's weird. I, I thought about it and I'm like, what is that? I know I know Indian burns. It's the same thing. Oh, they okay. call it there because they don't have Native Americans in Britain. <laughs> So they're gonna, they're point. gonna, so they're gonna pick on some other person, some yeah, other minority, right, some other minority, yeah. yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, so they would do that, and then this is a weird thing because, um, <laughs> Bryony brought that up, and then Benedict Cumberbatch, how problematic it is to call him Chinese. No, Spurs. no, she brings up like, oh, they've been doing this to the 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 to poor Lola. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch says, yeah, yeah, they have. I've seen it. I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing to like chip in and say. That's weird. Anyway, and then, uh, Bryony starts speaking out and gets sent to a room. She gets sent to the room. And it turns out the twins. James McAvoy's fucking in there too. No. <laughs> she's fucking she everywhere. He's walking into rooms. As soon as she discovers he's a sex maniac, he just fucks everywhere. <laughs> the rest of the movie's just Bridie walking into a room, seeing James McAvoy banging <laughs> anything, sex, yeah. and then her crying. And they hard cut to another scene. I can't stop walking in rooms with James McAvoy having sex with Karen Knightley. <laughs> I'm Tobin. Brilliant. <laughs> but then, um. Um, she discovers the twins actually ran off and they said, don't follow us. Oh, which is like, Oh, okay. Wow. So everyone's like, okay, well we got to stop dinner. We got to go find the twins. Everyone come Fucking with me. Twins. So they're out in the dark and, um, walking around mm-hmm. and everyone's splitting up. And, mm-hmm. um, so Bryony's out on her own with the flashlight right. looking around and she stumbles upon what looked like for a second. I thought it was <laughs> James McAvoy. No, oh. it's way worse. It's, um, Lola, with someone on top of her Whoa. and uh, being raped. Oh, God. And friggin' she, of course, p- is scared, puts the light away, and then sees someone running and then goes and finds Lola. And Lola's like, she's like, well, who, who the fuck did this to you? And Lola's like, I don't know. He covered my eyes. She's like, I know who did it. It's that sex guy. It's the James sex man. James McAvoy did yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's clearly Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> How'd you know? I, because I, he's such a creep. Because all the, they set it up so like anyone in the audience, if they're watching this, would be like, "That guy's a creep." That's hardly any evidence, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, hardly any evidence. <laughs> anyway, right. They also could tell it was him because as he ran away, he was like doing weird things with his arms. Honestly, like he was, he was. <laughs> like he had a weird gait, and I'm like, That's yeah, weird. he he got his his uh, his long robe. Is it the cape that he runs with? Yeah, he covered himself with it. Yeah. Don't see me. <laughs> So then, um, yeah. So was like, "Hey, look, that's better to cover edge." And somebody else is like, "No shit, Sherlock, obviously." Oh him. god. <laughs> anyway, so then they have to deal with the um, with a horse. You know, she's been raped, so she has to go back to the place, and everyone's coming back, and they're like, "Who did it?" And they're trying to figure out. So they call the authorities. They call the doctor. You know, a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. And um, Brandy's just talking around, be like, "I." I seen it with my own eyes, and the, and the police always like, "You saw it, or do you know?" She's like, "I I know I've seen it," and it's like a very weird thing where it's like, yeah. you clearly are just 
making this up in your head because of what you saw in the fountain. And uh, you have no. And, and she actually evidence. did say, excuse me, in one earlier report, she did say, "I saw him attacking my sister in the fountain." No, in in the library. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was checking around the library. <laughs> <laughs> and freaking for some reason, I guess Caroline never brings this up that like what happened there. I guess obviously, I feel like this is a very serious situation where you bring up stuff where it's like. Oh yeah, our little weird affair thing. Right, we'll bring that up because someone got freaking raped. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. bring that up. Yeah, this is before World War Two, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Um, so did they question like her? They questioned a bunch of people. Um, and but James McAvoy still not around, which oh, is suspicious. That is weird. That's because he comes freaking back and he has the two twins with him. <laughs> he found them. He found them. He found the two twins. Good for him. And then, of course, everyone's standing outside waiting for him to lock in. He's like, "What's going on?" And then Ozzy just sent off to jail. <sighs> And his his mom comes out. James McAvoy's mom comes out and beats the car. So just starts yelling, "You're a liar! You're a liar!" I don't know if he's talking. She's talking about James McAvoy or Brian. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, cut to the next scene, and it looks like he's in a jail, but it's not. He's actually in France in a attic with two other people uh-huh. because he's now part of the British Army. Right. 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 And in World War II. he's hiding, and some French people come up and they talk to him and, and, and give him some wine. I felt that way. Baguette? Oui, oui. That's what they say, right? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then they say... Uh, he's, he's able to speak French with them because he's actually you know educated, and, he, and right. everyone's like, what? Karen Eiley taught him French. Oh, um, Kissing. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Oh, what happened next? Uh, so he's talking to French. He's talking to French, and everyone in his party, his two crew members, I guess the two fellow battalion soldiers. Mm-hmm. One of them's like a badass black guy with like yeah, a with eye, an eye patch. patch, and then some weird looking dude. I don't yeah. know what he does. He just kind of seems scared. Yeah, all the time. He's and like a talkative issues. guy. Yeah, he just yeah. talks a lot. Talks a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Um, he, they're basically like, "Well, you're really, like really smart. Like, how come you're not like an officer or anything?" And he's like, "Well, they only let you join." Joined from prison as a private. Oh, it's like, oh, sucks, man. And then he's sitting there thinking, and he cuts back to a flashback, and he's in a mess hall, and meeting Kara Knightley, and Kara Knightley's there, and she's joined uh, the hospital to work to volunteer, I guess. Right. And they meet. He meets up with Kara Knightley there? Yeah. Oh. Because he's just enrolled, I think. And then okay. she's like, before being deployed, she's mm-hmm. like, well, I got to go fight. She's like, come back with me. I missed you. He's like, I don't know. We just had that one time. Like, I really do love you, though. And even though it's been three years since then, you know, yeah. like, she's like, did you get any of my letters? I'm madly in love with you. He's like, I don't think I did in jail. Like, I <laughs> you then, know what they do to people like me in jail <laughs> that have been accused of the things I've done? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Then um, she she's like, well, I got this awesome cottage. So when you come back on leave, you can stay there. Mm-hmm. And then he's in the, then cut back to him in the, the French territory again. He's all sad. And then um, uh, he walks into a field that uh has a whole bunch of dead school children in it oh, like it's, it's crazy and weird i don't know if it's real or a flashback um, <laughs> flashback to when he's hanging out with other dead uh, school uh, children okay. what are you talking or about or an imaginary scene oh, okay like a dream <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then there's flashback to a scene where he's murdered a bunch of school children <laughs> and then karen knightley is a flashback to her or uh, the, a different scene of her she says brian feels bad about what she did and she wants to talk to me now it's like okay, yeah. and then um, uh, uh, flashback to Briny falling. Uh, oh, Briny and um, James McAvoy hanging out. I guess at 
back back in the day. Yes. Um, when Brandy's a young lady. A young, yep. Yeah. Still young. Right. And it's about is like, if I if I fell in the water, would you save me? And he's like, uh yeah. And then, so to. she does it. Yeah. And then I just saw him jumping in the water, and that's in my half. Right. Finally. So I see Professor X jump in the water and save Ladybird. Uh-huh. And she <laughs> says that she is happy that he saved her, and he's very upset with her. Yeah. Because she just put herself in danger. Yeah. And I'd be upset. I like I said, this is the first time I've seen this, so I'm like, oh, she must like like be interested in him or something like why would she do that like throw herself in the waters for him to save her you know yeah it's a weird thing to do unless like you have some kind of interest in a person yeah you think maybe i don't know uh then people at war one guy doesn't see why they're in world war ii the talkative yeah, partner yeah. of his and then uh what i found very interesting is this is halfway through the movie and we are getting a uh, narration from James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And he says, the story can resume when I return. The story can resume. And I find that very interesting that that takes place halfway through the movie. Resume, you know, like like they've yeah. been cut off. You know, their, their story has been cut off halfway. So anyway, James McAvoy says he will return and marry her uh, without shame. And then uh, they just come across Dunkirk. Uh just the Dunkirk it's actual Dunkirk yes there's just a bunch of people on a beach and they're just waiting to escape and leave and they've mentioned that it's only civilian boats that have come to save them and like it's incredibly slow them you know getting them and there's it's it's a clock going in the background yeah there's actually this movie does a similar thing to that it does it does with the, ti- the typewriter notes. it does have a typewriter yeah note you hear the typewriter cool. to the soundtrack I thought it was very interesting and it takes place like visually it, it's a mm-hmm. part of that as well uh amazing shot one take of just the beach of Dunkirk. We see guys shooting horses because they can't take them because there's no room for them on the ships. So they just line up horses and shoot them in the head. We see all these people. There's people who are sad, people who are happy. Like it's genuinely a very amazing piece of filmmaking uh, because it's all one take. And it's also, there's no obvious moments of cutting. Like there's not a moment where like there's a swish pan or, you know, there's no moments where someone walks in front of the frame and in the darkness they can cut. Like it looks like one unbroken take and it's really genuinely surprising and good. Um, and then uh, James McAvoy is like, hey, I need a drink because I'm overwhelmed by all of this. And they go into a bar and then he walks into <laughs> he walks into the basement of the bar and he sees this French movie being projected like a black and white French film. And it's two people kissing and he seems genuinely upset. By like this, I think it's because he's like he just wants to get back mm-hmm. and he wants to be with her. Um, so then we see a woman, <sighs> a blonde woman. Okay. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry, not yet. Oh. We see a woman. She's like an older lady. Oh, much different. Is it her mom? Okay. It might be his mom. She kind of large, not not like super she's large. like portly, I guess. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, and he goes into the room, and this old lady. There's like Vaseline on the lens, which I think is supposed to imply like you know this is like not real. And he takes his boots off and the old lady washes his feet and he's like, I promised I'd return to her. And clearly he's losing it. Like he's mm-hmm. clearly like losing grip on reality. So his friend says, you got to relax. You got to get some sleep. So then he has a dream in reverse about the events that we've seen already. Okay. And that's when I was like, oh, he got in trouble with the police. Oh, uh, okay. This is where I'm starting to, I, by the way, I'm just going to say this. I know exactly what's going on in this film. Oh, okay. Just from the last out of this film. And I, it's honestly a very amazing, like, I don't know if it's like a feat or whatever, but I just really enjoyed how the story was told halfway through the movie, hmm. the last half, because I was able to follow everything. And it was the information was told that in very interesting ways. Huh? Yeah. It so was, it's almost like it was like it could work as just this little. Yes. Scene. Honestly, I think the movie could have been like an hour long and it would have worked really well. Like hmm. maybe that's also why. Uh, uh, who's, who's the Jamie. person? Jamie. That's probably why Jamie had recommended I watch the last half. Maybe they thought like I'd be able to follow it easier. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I was able to pick it, put it all like, together and I really enjoyed it. Man, anyway. I have the trouble 
trouble following things. I should have watched the last half. <laughs> That's true. So uh, then we get a title card three weeks earlier in London. Okay. We see a bunch of nurses. Mm-hmm. And we see all these nurses and they're helping uh, like uh, 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 soldiers who have been hurt. Uh-huh. And we see this one nurse. And she seems very strange. And she's got blue eyes and blonde hair. Uh-huh. And she seems very odd. Uh, she's a weirdo. And uh, she's typing on typewriters mysteriously. You look at her and you're like, hmm, And tickles. I'm like, who is that? Who is this woman? Uh-huh. And then they call her. They say, you are not Briny. You are Talus. What? So I don't know. I think it's the thing of like you can't say you can't use your first name. You have to use your last name oh, in okay. the service. But that is her. Okay. All grown up now. And it's not it's not Sersha anymore. Yeah. Okay. So it's another actor playing her. Um, which is I don't know. She did a good job. So uh some lady sneaks in. Um and I again, I don't know who this person is, so I thought she was like a murderer or something. Like I j- I'm just like, oh, is she like a nurse that is killing people? And in order to get away with it, she's like is killing like Whoa. prisoners who are dying. I don't know. She's very weird, and she's like typing on a typewriter, and uh, she's typing a story called Two Figures by a Fountain," hmm. and that's very interesting. So uh, she writes to Cecilia. Cecilia, I don't know who that is. Yet. Yeah. Uh, tells her that she is a nurse rather than a Cambridge, and that she wanted to be useful, and she says. This really interesting line, which I thought was very fascinating. It's, I can't escape what I did and what it meant, the consequences of which I'm only beginning to grasp. And as she says this, we get a shot of her washing her hands feverishly as if she's a Lady Macbeth, like Uh washing away the sins. Um, And uh, yeah, and I'm like, okay, so she did something. Like she is, she is wrong. Mm -hmm. She's, she's clearly wrong. Interesting, because that's the scene that I was talking about earlier, kind of where she sent that. That must be her sending the letter that Kara Knightley was talking about. Yes, possibly, possibly. So she says that she's never been in love. She said she has a crush when she was 10 or 11 uh, because she saw some guy that jumped in the river. So it was uh, James McAvoy. She had a crush on James McAvoy, okay. which paints this whole situation a far more interesting light. Do you think that she felt slighted by James McAvoy having more of an interest in her sister than her and uh, fingered him as being the sex maniac? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Sure, sure is interesting. If, if, I, if I can't have them, no one can. Because there is prison. a shot later on where she points the flashlight. We, they get a flashback of that night. She points the flashlight at Lola and clearly sees uh, 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 Sherlock. Clearly oh, sees him. really? Knows it's him. Mm. So it sure seems a lot like she manufactured all of this. Wow. So anyway. I'm getting that's, ahead. that's super bad. I'm getting ahead that, of was, that was a freaking rapist. That movie around. is so good. So uh, we see super bad. We oh. see her treat the most horribly disfigured and wounded uh, soldiers, and she starts seeing James McAvoy everywhere. Like she's like, "Oh my god, it's him!" And it isn't. You know, it's just some yeah. guy. So then she goes to talk to a French soldier, and this French soldier knows who her sister is. I don't know who he is. Those twins were they French? No. Was there any French guy that came by the house? Not that I'm aware of. All right. Well, either way, he I could be wrong. He knows. He knows her. This okay. French guy knows her and knows who her sister is, and he's all wrapped up in bandages and 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 they have a chat in French, and he's like, "Hey, man, my bandages are really uncomfortable. Can you unwrap them real quick?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." So she undoes it, and you just see his brain, oh. and like this big hunk of metal Jeez. in his skull, and then he dies. What? <laughs> Uh yeah, it's, and she's and he's like, "Will you marry me? I love you. I love you." And she's like, "I love you too." And then he dies, and he's like, "Can you please stay?" And all that stuff. Uh, and then she says her, her name to him. 
she's like, my name is Bryony. My name is not my last name. My name is yeah. Bryony, and that that get her in trouble. He dies, and then the f- head nurse that told her not to say her first name to people uh, sees all this. She was just standing there the whole time, and I'm like, you didn't hear her, but well, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna get in trouble. She never really does. And then we see that uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is married. Oh no! To Lola. No. They married. What the fuck? And uh, no. So I wrote down. So she clearly saw James Cumber James Cumberbatch Cumberbatch doing something, raping that uh, oh. young Lola, and then accused James McAvoy instead. And then let him get married. So Ugh. she goes to Cumberbatch's wedding. And like eyes him down, and Cumberbatch sees this and like walks by her, but nothing comes of that. So Ugh. then she goes to visit her sister, uh, and uh, her sister is very angry. Yeah, understandably very upset. And Bryony says that she wants to go in front of a judge and change her testimony. And she's like, "No one's gonna believe you. Like, you know, like that would be ridiculous. No one's gonna like. There's nothing to do anymore." So then we see a guy coming out of uh, uh, uh um. What's her name? What's her name? The girl, the the older sister, uh, Celia. Celia, somebody coming out of her bedroom, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, is she like with some other guy? Like, I mean, I don't blame her. Like, you know, like it's lonely, very mean. lonely. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy walks by. Uh, uh, I was gonna call her Brony, <laughs> Briny. Ce- oh, Briny. And it's James McAvoy. He's there. He's out. He's back from the war, and they're together again. And he Wait, what? is what what and he is super upset very angry at briny about all this knowing that she did this to him and she's like it doesn't matter like he's like you need to tell everybody you need to tell the judge it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because she's he is already married to lola they're immune now they can't accuse like apparently they did that back then basically the idea is is like there's nothing that can actually be done legally okay you know but it doesn't matter anyway because he's you know he's back from prison and they're and they're back from war and all that stuff and they're together but they clearly don't like her anymore so brian like i will confess and there's one part i really like now that you've mentioned the whole story there's one part i really like where james mcavoy's very upset and angry and uh 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 karen eiley's like calming him down and there's one shot where Briny's looking out the window of their house and sees like this old lady with a pram, like a tiny little mm-hmm. like stroller wow. thing. Good British use there. Thank you. Well, it takes place in Britain. <laughs> and uh, it's just interesting that all this started with her looking out the window. Yeah. yeah. And now she's looking out the window of their apartment. Hmm. It's very like poetic, this. Yeah. With the rhymes, you know? That's absolutely right. Now, listen to me now. <gasps> so before she leaves, I'm listening. James McAvoy says, You need to write all this down. None of that flowery stuff none of the rhymes none of the adjectives <laughs> no you need adjectives. you need to write down what happened okay and tell people yeah okay i'm listening so she leaves i'm ready she says she will confess uh-huh. hard cut she's being interviewed on tv she's an old woman this is in the future on bbc she's uh, an old lady now briny uh okay okay like like this is taking place like now okay and she's very she's like in the green room she's very upset because they're talking to her about her final most recent book called atonement uh and she says it's her very last novel because she is dying of dementia and she will no longer be able to remember the events of her life and she said that this is an autobiography that no names have been changed she says no flowery language no rhymes okay just like james mcavoy told her to do uh-huh. you know i'm not gonna i'm not making this is on this is an autobiography but i have made some changes for instance i never made that trip to my sister 
because I'm a coward. And James McAvoy didn't live from the war. What? They didn't they didn't wind up together because he died in the war uh, oh. on Dunkirk. And my Uh-oh. sister died too during the bombing of Balham. Like what some, the hell? So that whole ending is a lie. It's all a lie. That never happened. And she says, with my favorite line in the whole movie, she's looking dead in the camera and she says, what sense of hope or satisfaction could come from an ending like that? And I'm like, that's the ending we're watching right now. I'm very satisfied. Oh, man. And so I love this because even as an author, she had to, she had to add that bit of her looking out the window, knowing that there needs to be some kind of poetic rhyme to what's occurring in the story. Uh. She put that in there. That isn't real. So she says, she's looking in the camera, she says that. And then she feels, she says she feels them, she feels as if she owed them happiness for what she did. She feels as if she needs to uh, what's the word? Starts apologize. Apologize. Yeah, apologize. She actually never says she needs to atone for it. No, I know. Which is good. And then we have one last shot of James McAvoy and Karen Knightley running around uh on a beach together, happy, and living in a little cottage. Ah, uh, the, the cottage beach. that she showed. And that's yeah. the end of the movie. So Huh. That's how Atonement ends. I quite enjoyed it. All right. I liked okay. it quite a bit. But I think what I love the most about this is it brings into question a lot of things that we've seen in this film. Because all that Dunkirk shit clearly didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Or I guess some of the Dunkirk shit didn't happen. <laughs> like, you know, Dunkirk. Well, we don't know. Happened. Well, Dunkirk happened. But, like, how do we know what happened to him that night? Yeah. You know, true. we don't know. Because he dies. He dies. And, like, he did he write? Know. I don't think he had a chance to write a letter. I didn't write. You know? He's dead. He's dead. You can't write things when you're dead. I mean, I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot to question. Like, she says the one thing that she manufactured was that very end bit. But, like, I think there must be some other things that we they bring in question about the events of the movie. But I, I, I don't know. So Lola married her rapist yes. forever, basically, then. Yes. Yes. Yes, Ugh. and it took her it took her till she was dying of dementia to write all this story down and, and put it out in stores. What a horrible person! Yeah, well, what a horrible person. That's the movie. <laughs> Man, she was like racked with guilt, you know, for so long. But I kind of dig this because she's clearly the memory. Those memories have like killed her and like yeah, yeah. destroyed her, and now she no she will no longer have any memories because yeah. she's dying from dementia. God. Um. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I like that we're following this character that lies. And, and does horrible things but in the end that's like, like the definition feels bad a, for it that's the definition of an unreliable narrator that's exactly it's right textbook that's exactly right she's she's an anti-hero kind of sort of it's weird she admits it all at the end though yeah well okay here's an interesting thing now with with um when you're doing when you're because this was originally a book correct and i was like oh a book she writes a book in the movie yeah. so is this based on like a real thing uh-huh. could be i don't know so I look it up it isn't okay but in the book, they tell the story that we watch up until her on television during that interview. That interview does not exist in the book. What exists in the book is an afterward, like a, a, a little bit that you don't even have to read. Just a tiny little bit where she reveals everything that happened in the last chapter didn't actually happen. And I feel like in the transition from book to movie, that almost gets lost. Because if you were reading the book and you saw like an afterward, you'd be like, okay, I'll just put it away. And you never know. You, you know, you don't read afterwards when you read books. Some people don't. I'm sure. That's true. Probably somebody. I but I'm one of those weirdos that reads the last sentence of a book first, and then I want to see how I get to it. Uh, I used to do that too. I always think that's an mainly because like, like it doesn't make any sandwich. sense. Yeah, it's like anyway. nonsense. And as you get closer to it, you're like, oh, this is interesting. But it barely makes sense, even unless you read like the last page. Yeah, like. that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so I kind of, I, 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 but I do like, I, I like that ending. I like her. 
it's just it's just funny because in the book she's writing it out so it's it's understandably eloquent but now she's like on television and she's looking at the camera and she's saying this like really beautiful like story so i think that ending is really cool very interesting but but i almost feel like now the beginning of the movie at least like maybe not the half i watched maybe like the first 45 minutes it's mm. like i don't know it's it's kind of it doesn't I feel like it needs to be cut down a little this bit. This is why I'm saying this movie could have been an hour long. I think I think well, I, I think loved how information was doled out in the last half. I think it's hour. interesting to see all that stuff from a, a perspective and then have it turned on your head. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it wasn't necessary, didn't come into play later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they could have maybe cut like a good fifteen minutes of my half could have been cut out easily and yeah. I think it still would have been effective. Or just use that time more to be like because that's the other thing is I see these two people and I'm like, Oh, I bet they had like a whirlwind relationship together and it was gorgeous and beautiful. They it, didn't for, for, for about 10 a minutes. day. Yeah. <laughs> See, so I was like, Oh, they were in love forever, you yeah, know, yeah. and she was the one that broke them apart. You know, that's what I assumed. But even then you have to bring in a question like, did they love each other? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. It could have been embellished. Could have, it could have been embellished by unreliable, unreliable narrator. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so I kind of like that before the war. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I don't know. I like it. I really enjoy this. But again, I liked. I liked what I saw. I loved my chunk of the film. I loved. Yeah. I loved that hour. I, if I had seen a movie that was just that, I would have been super happy. Because you see this guy at war, and you feel bad for him, and then you see he was accused of something, and you're like, well, "What was he accused of? He must have something bad." And then you see this creepy blonde lady, and you're like, "She's a weirdo too. What's up with her?" And then yeah, you see yeah. Karen Knightley. Like all the information is told out, but like very in a very interesting way, you know. So um, it's just weird because just it just makes my half feel so uh, extra. Yeah, like isolated in its mm-hmm. own weird world where mm-hmm. it's like I, I only was enjoyed my half because like well I know something crazy is probably going to happen or something interesting is going to happen because it's just kind of like at this point it's just like oh well this is just kind of a sad situation going on here and yeah. that's about it yeah I don't know it, it felt very much like Pride and Prejudice style or you know that you like, would expect because you've never read it exactly <laughs> or those type of movies where it's like you know all movies Karen Knightley loves doing yeah <laughs> very uh, high society British movies set uh, in, in, the, in, in the 1800s yeah 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 it's in ni- or 1950 40s or something like that <laughs> from the 1800s to the 1940s <laughs> that's, we got a 150 that's... year period where everything looks kind of similar <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but like I said, I, I, that was all right for my, my, I think, I think the ending is good and I think I would enjoy more if I saw the whole movie. Yeah. But I, I, I also, I, I looked at the runtime and I'm like, Oh my God, this is over, a little it's over two hours. Over two hours long. I think this movie could have existed in a one and a half hour mark and it would have been pretty damn good because we do need that shot. We need her looking out the window and seeing yeah. them through the window because then when you're seeing that scene of all of them together and like in that room, it, even when I saw that, I'm like, this is, crazy like you even you even looked at me when i was telling you that he survived the war and came back and was living with Karen knightley yeah. even you were suspicious of it yeah you were i could tell yeah. because it seems strange yeah and to add to that weird dreamlike state you have her looking out the window and seeing this thing and i think in your mind if you were to see the first half of the movie you would know what that is to signify it's like a weird like meeting of, yeah. of things you know so um well, it's good to know that because that sounds like a very visual thing, and it's good that it, we were actually able to come to that conclusion. I'm glad, yeah, I'm very yeah. happy. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I enjoyed this film. Oh, thank good. thank you, who is it? Jamie. Again? 
Boy, I, I hey, can, can't remember, I can can't remember, remember our Lola. guest, a, a real person. <laughs> but I can't remember Lola, so you know, I feel like I came out on top. That's right. That's true. Well, thank you, Jamie, for recommending this to us. Yes. And thank you for re- recommending which half of the movie we watched. That was really cool yeah. of you. I, I if Feel other, free to do that, guest. We might ignore it, but feel free. Yeah. If you guests, guys want... Suggestions. Yeah. If you guys want to recommend other movies like Jamie has, you can email us at email at theotherhalfpodcast.com. Recommend what half of the movie we should watch. I'm super down for that idea. Recommend uh, Christmas movies. That's coming soon. Uh, so yeah, if you have any Christmas movies you're dying for us to watch, go ahead and recommend them. Uh, if you uh, want to get hold of us in other ways, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can find them at iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it is lies. we're into that stuff now. that's fine i'm unreliable narrator i'm okay with it yeah yeah we're unreliable narrator that's right we never actually this is the first time we did this podcast that's right that all that thing about this being the second time that's a lie it's a damn lie we just nailed it first try and god i really hope you don't hit that fucking power cord right now because i'll be very unhappy with you and you will have to atone for it good night everybody (laughs) 